What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, September 13th. Welcome into your daily dog take. I'm your host, Jacob at Rochism13, joined by the very knowledgeable and very smart host of the amazing All Eyes on Cleveland that I listen to any chance I can, Mr. Brad Ward. Brad, how are you doing? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm uh, first time first time on here uh, yeah yeah you you've been on uh you've been on the barking browns with us a couple of times okay yeah okay first yeah, first time bad. on my day on my uh, solo venture all right well i'm excited i'm glad uh glad that you had me and uh good good uh good monday victory monday here so it it is um i uh so i had the pleasure we we uh the network were able to host a live pregame show at Pl uh, Platform Brewery uh, on Lorraine Avenue in Cleveland yesterday. Nice. Um, and there's a video f going around of us all huddled right before the kick and then the kick. And I just, I still can't, I still, have you, have you heard Jim Donovan's call of it yet? I, I was actually just watching it again uh, of the video though, in the booth with uh, Zagura up there and oh. everything is pretty good. I have not seen the video. I'll have to find that. I did yeah. see somebody did splice the audio of that onto the video of the kick and add Titan the Titanic theme song I to did it. See as that well. as well. Yeah, that's great. I, anything to Titanic feels uh, so much more dra dramatic. It's uh, it, fantastic. It, it always it always tops it off. But so Tuesday it's Tuesday, so we'll do the state of the Browns here on Tuesday. So we'll. We'll kind of work through it. Um, let's start on the offensive side of the ball, man. What is it that stood out in a positive light for you? Maybe let's even do it in a in kind of a unique way. What is something on the offensive side of the ball that was positive that you were surprised by that you didn't? You were like, I don't know what this is going to be. And then it kind of was a pleasant surprise for you yesterday. Um. Yeah, so I have been, I, I must admit, I have been banging the table uh, about the wide receiver room all offseason. Like, it's not good enough. They need to do more. And this isn't really like saying that that's not true as much as it is that I didn't, it was okay. Like, they didn't use, they didn't go deep enough, really. Um, they didn't they've pushed Schwartz far enough back in the wide receiver depth chart that like they just used him at opportune times. They used him on the reverses and they, and they got him a, a nice catch in the fourth quarter where he got open, created some separation, uh, good stuff, build his confidence. Um, there Donovan people's Jones, I thought played it a superb game. Uh, you know, a lot of those balls, not, easy catches that he's catching in traffic guys on his back balls going to the ground. A lot of times, one thing that Jacoby does is he's not going to throw a ball. That's going to be interceptable. Right? So a lot of times those balls are going down low to the ground. Donovan probably three or four times went down to the ground. Didn't let the ball hit the ground, made the catch. I thought he was really good. And Cooper, although the numbers aren't there, he created the, uh, you know, terrible pass by Brissett, but created the DPI, right? That gets him to the first touchdown. He torched that guy on that route. Um, and then he comes back, gets another holding penalty big in the second half where the guy had to just grab him because he was going open, uh, gets a first down, and then gets that catch late uh, to get him in field goal range. So good, good performance by those three guys. Not, not so much Schwartz, but really people's Jones and Cooper. And it was enough in this game to not 
shine a light on the um, wide receiver room and say, oh, it's so bad. It, it was it was enough. And that surprised me a little bit. So, yeah, I, I definitely there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. I said uh, I said on my initial reaction pod real quick on on Mon- early to this morning on Monday morning, I did it live because. I, I was up in Cleveland and I took the day off today because I knew there was going to be just preemptively. Yeah. And, uh, but I thought that, you know, 30, 40 yards a game from Schwartz is all he needs to do. And, and he had 39 yards. So like he, he gets three touches. Um, I think he, it looked like he kind of dropped that one that he didn't catch. I don't know if they can, if they registered it as a drop or whatever. I'm kind of a Schwartz guy. So I was really happy to see that. Cause I kind of, I'm kind of somewhat high on him. Um, a PFF for, for DPJ had him with three for three on contested catches. So yeah. in, in, ter- in terms of, he had 11 targets, finishes with the six. And I, I, I got to admit that I, and we'll talk about this when we shift to the defense, but wide receiver and defensive tackle that had the biggest worries. Those were the biggest comforts I thought I had in, in a sense, because man, Cooper's not with speed, but with just precise and technique and kind of some shiftiness, he torched a few people out there. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and, uh, and that kind of brings me, so if we look at the overall pass game as a whole and you kind of look at Brissett, like, listen, he wasn't great and he can be much better, but he wasn't, he was on the verge of being bad. I'll say that. Yeah. But but he did enough, right? Like he made enough plays that they probably shouldn't have even been in the position they were in uh, in the end of the game. Really, the blown coverages is what let let them back in the game. The Browns controlled the game and pretty much dominated the game. It shouldn't have been that close. Um, although, you know, fi- you know, I, I'm happy that it worked out the way it did. It shouldn't have been that close. They never should have been in a position where they had to go, drive down and get that field goal. But it's the NFL and crazy things happen. So uh, you win how you can win, right? And, and I'm not going to complain about it. Although they they were up 27 going into the fourth quarter, uh, you should go. They, they probably could should have win going away. Uh, Miles Garrett, that fumble squeaks out from underneath oh. them. Big, huge turning point there. Uh, and the blown coverages, you know, those were that. But as far as Brissett's play goes, I think he'll be better um, as we go along. So the fact that we were in a winnable position and he played the way that he did, you know, no turnovers always helps, even though he didn't throw the ball super accurately and he missed a couple explosives, right, like that were there. Kareem Hunt, wide open on one early, he missed. Uh, I think he missed Cooper on one early. Uh, And, you know, those – um, are are killers, right? You would like to have those back, and you would like to think that he was maybe fired up or whatever, and, and maybe he hits those in the future. But yeah, if you get guys open like that, that's going to be six. Like that was a touchdown to Kareem Hunt. Same thing to Cooper early, and he just misses them. So uh, that those were disappointing. But the fact that he played the way that he did, and they were still in it. No turnovers. He made big throws at the right time. I'm not going to complain too much about it because really it's like we're bridging a gap here, right, yeah. Jacob? We're bridging a gap. So it's not like I need to judge this guy like he's the end-all be-all for our franchise. He just needs to get us through this 11 games. So, and, and he did what he needed to do to win the game um, and probably more. Like he did enough to win the game 
And then he still had to make a last minute drive and he was able to do that. Something that Baker was never able to do for us uh, in Cleveland. So uh, I, I, I'm okay with giving him like a check mark. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was all right. It wasn't great, but uh, he did enough to win. Um, and uh, yeah. And the other surprises on the offensive side of the ball, I was surprised that David Bell only gets 22 snaps. Yeah. I thought he would be in the game more. Um, but they chose not to use him. They actually gave Schwartz uh, one more snap than even him. So uh, I thought David Bell would be the third option by far. Did he even get a target? I don't even think he got targeted. I don't think he did. Um, But yeah, only 22 snaps there. Felton didn't really get a target. uh, I don't think, did he? Eric had. Not that I recall. Yeah, and uh, he was probably, uh, you know, maybe even less snaps than that or somewhere in that range. So uh, it looks like they're going to go wide receiver three by committee, or at least in week one they did, kind of. So um, I'd like to see Bell kind of take that role as we move forward. Yeah, I I said with Brissett, I said, you know, Obviously, there was that roughing the passer call, and they didn't call him on that fake spike, which uh, I listened to Jake Burns talk about it today, and he said on the All-22, it kind of – he thought on the All-22 it looked more like it was a fake and that maybe it should have been a penalty. But, I, I, I listen, I've been, I've watched those calls go against the Browns long enough exactly. that I don't give a shit. So, I'm, yeah. I'm not hey, – the you know, I'm, I'm not going to – but with yeah. Brissett, I, I think – I, I was like, I'm the eternal optimist and I, and all, all of my friends were, you know, like Baker leads that drive. There's one thirteen left. And they're like, you really think Brissett's going to lead it down? And he did. And I, I don't know that I can ask him to do any more. I, I just thought early, I thought his timing was off. I thought a lot of the timing yeah. with the wide receivers, especially on those outbreaking routes. I don't know if he hit an outbreaking route like all day. Agreed. Although Cooper tried to catch that one that was just stupid on the sideline. I still can't yeah. believe he did it. But like, I was like, okay. But you know, the thing to me that I thought, I just, I give Bill Callahan whatever blank check. I don't give a shit. Keep it. I mean, he even taught Jacoby how to block. I, he threw a block on that reverse. But I'll tell you, I agree with everything you said. The thing that got me the most, and because I've, I, I've really, I really liked him. I just really thought this offseason that he made some strides last year. James Hudson looked really nice, especially in that run game. I think he gets an 84 run blocking grade from PFF in that. And I just thought, c- compared to the dude that I watched, like I was there for that Arizona game when he ends up having to go in at left tackle and Baker's all you know, really banged up at that point. Just going from that to what I saw, you know, yesterday from Hudson, I thought that him and the offensive line as a whole are the reason the Browns potentially can still be alive when the suspension's up. Yeah. um, Huge surprise there because even in the preseason, he struggled. He struggled immensely in a cup. I think the Jacksonville game, maybe that yeah. he was really, it was really bad. Like he was getting worked like a drum and uh, yeah, it, it uh, he played really well and um, you can't, you know, I was surprised a little bit. I guess they don't change their alignment or whatever, but keeping burns on the, I, I'm surprised that, Carolina wouldn't switch Burns to the other side to maybe exploit that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that was, that was weird. It was really weird. Yeah. 
but they left him over there, and and that's fine with me. So he got you know straight up with Gator uh, Gross Matos, and he did okay. And and like you said, he did an even better job as a run blocker. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean they time of possession what like thirty eight to thirty eight to twenty one. Yeah, uh, Browns. I mean, dominated the time of possession, um, and uh, with the run game, and it's what you expected from the run game, and and, and Hudson filled in admirably. Certainly, uh, better than I expected for sure. I was a little bit like, what? Like, I thought maybe they would even start uh, Haig, the guy they yeah. signed uh, just a few days ago, but they went with Hudson, and and uh, yeah, like you said, give Bill Callahan all the credit in the world for getting those guys ready. He and he got he got some help from Kareem Hunt and and from David Njoku who had a heck of a blocking day. I thought I I still I still am really impressed. He goes from asking for a trade to putting his nose down and just working his ass off. Now can we get him some freaking targets? Uh, I I I don't know what's going on there. Um, you even paid but, him. Yeah, but you pay a guy that much money, and you know the money needs to perform right the money yeah. needs to to perform at some point so uh you know when nfl team is playing well when the money is playing well so you got to get him involved in in the offense more um although you know hard to complain with this one uh I'm not, I'm not when, uh, whatever him. right yeah but i i agree though you would like to see him be utilized more because when they did go to him, it almost looked easy at times. So go there more, but um, that would be my only complaint really from Kevin Stefanski is uh, maybe feature um, in Joku a little more. Yeah. I, I, I hope we are finally getting there. We're not. Cause I've seen it on Twitter that people can understand that Kevin Stefanski's play calling is, is good. It, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Let's stop a Twitter. We'll never get there, but I think rational minds, have gotten there. So Brad, yeah. let's, let's shift over to the defense. Um, yeah. Miles was superhuman. Um, I, I didn't, I saw his overall uh, pass rush grade and everything. I didn't, I wanted to see his overall pressure number. Cause I didn't see what the pressure total was on there. And um, I'm trying to percentage wise or uh, I wanted to see his to- just his total pressures. I think because 10, I want to say, was it 10? Yeah, I think I thought I saw ten. I could oh be wrong. Oh my goodness! The uh, thing is, I, the Browns. I, I saw ten. Go ahead. Yeah, the Browns let up nine as a team offensively all day, and I thought Brissett kind of ran himself into a few of them. But Miles is just like him and JOK, especially you know, in terms of just flying past blocks. There was a couple clips of oh. JOK where he just. Swimmed like guys, yep. Yeah, where he dipped under the dude and like he hit yeah. McCaffrey, but it was like a pass or it was a pass play, so it didn't, you know. Obviously, we didn't, you know, just watching the game, you didn't necessarily see that play because it just didn't impact the actual play. Um, but for me, I'll start out with my surprise and I'll move to move to yours, Brad. Mine was Jordan Elliott. Like, I just thought that Jordan Elliott not only wasn't a liability, he was not, he was good. Uh, I thought that. There was kind of some stuff. I thought his grading was a little bit lower than what I would have put him at. I put out a couple of clips of him uh, today that I was just watching through. But I thought one of the things that was important, I, I couldn't figure out early why they weren't running the ball. And then when they kind of started running the ball at the defensive tackles, Elliot, he at least did what, what did we want Billings to do? 
Just be a dude that eats space and is in the way. And Elliot might not have made a ton of splashy plays. Excuse me. Uh, but he, I, I showed one clip specific where literally he get he's is stonewalled. The running back runs into Elliot and, and then it ends up being a one yard gain, but he like runs into him. And I thought he did some really nice pressures, but yeah, for me, man, it was Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan, and even Tommy Togi, I had a pretty good game. And, and I thought, I thought, wow, did, did these two positions hear us talk shit about them all off season? <laughs> I think it just goes to show personally, I give, I'm going to give the front office more credit than, you know, I don't listen. I'm not ready to concede that I'm wrong about the wide receiver room or right. the defensive line room. But for right. one game, you know, they were able to hold the dam with what they have. And Jordan Elliott, by all accounts, even Miles, you know, said long off season, spent a lot of time in Berea, put on 20 pounds of muscle, different guy, different mentality, all that stuff. Taven Bryan, former first round pick, you move him here. They did their job, right? Like we're not they're not asking them to be world beaters in this in this defense, right? The world beaters are in the in the second level, the third level, and on the edges, right? They're just asking them to play a role and they played their role and they did their job. They 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 kept McCaffrey under wraps for most of the game. You know, he really really did most of his damage in in the screen game, right? So um they did a good job there, and uh, I will. Yeah, for week for one week they held up, and and absolutely happy with uh, what we saw from them. And just now, let's let's see it keep going, right? And and yeah. get that rotation down because you know uh, other teams are going to run between the tackles more than the Carolina Panthers are at times. I think so. I yeah it yeah for sure. I I, I agree. I'm not I'm not ready to completely yeah. say that it's fixed, but at least I mean. I thought it was better than what I thought we would see at any point. So, like, I'm at least going, hey. You might be right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Just to correct myself there, uh, six pressures from Miles Garrett. I was looking at wow. it. So. Man, that felt like it. Not felt 10. Like yeah. I but, thought you yeah. were right because it felt like he was in Baker. Like, I thought that the only plays that Miles pretty much didn't have pressures were on the plays where they just – you know, did the quick play, you know, the busted coverage and the quick throws because there was a few plays um, that I thought he was coming, but the ball was gone. The ball was already yeah. gone for the busted coverage or something like that. And I just thought, um, I don't know. I, I just, I thought that was really good. I thought Alex Wright, I'm a big Alex Wright Stan. I may be the only member, only owner of a 94 Jersey right now. I was the only person that had a 94 Jersey on at that party, but I, nice. there, there is one person that is bigger. I think that Corey Kinnon may be the only bigger Alex Wright Stan in the world than I am, but I will give him that, that route. But I did, I thought he did, you know, made some plays. Even Isaac Rochelle seemed to, to, to kind of create a little bit of pressure. I thought that that was really nice. I, I just, the communication for me is the only thing there's communications with blown coverages and, and Jake, I was listening to Jake uh, talk to Corey today and he's at four plays. You take out those four plays and Mayfield throws for like a hundred yards. Yeah. And two, it, it, two plays, 125 yards and a touchdown. So 65% of the Panthers passing came on two plays. Yeah. Wild. It, I, um, yeah, it's I so, saw so Tyvis Powell defense surprises, surprises on yeah. 
Yeah, I saw Tyvis Powell breaking it down a little bit uh, as far as the the fault there, and it looks like it was more on Newsom's a little, I guess, there that he probably should have stayed with the one on the seventy yard one to Robbie Anderson, mm -hmm. where it looked initially like. You know, he thought he had over-the-top help from John Johnson, and John Johnson jumped the uh, out route, and, and that's what left him wide open where Newsom was kind of looking to pass him off to, to John Johnson, and he wasn't there, and that's kind of why he was wide open. But I guess in hindsight or according to Tyvis Powell, if, you're, if they're in that defense that if that route is beyond five yards – um, then, then that's you know Greg Newsom staying Newsom, pardon me, staying with the uh, number one wide receiver there. So he should have been with Robbie all the way. Now that's asking a lot in that situation, but he did. I mean, it was just a blown coverage. Same thing with Tremble, blown coverage. So um, two huge plays came on miscommunication. Yeah, just you know Joe Woods. They they run so much zone. You know, mm -hmm. they run so much cover three, cover four, and especially when you're running a version of like that Seattle cover three, and I don't know what they were in on that play, but that is all like rules. And, and people are mm -hmm. going to run cover three beaters that stress those rules that leave you with decisions just like they were left with there. Like, hey, you know, we know that in uh, the Seattle cover three, traditionally, Right, um, that Joe Woods brought over from, from San Francisco, which you know has been passed around the NFL now. Like that, this rule uh, or this guy goes this deep, and and the rule is that you know he's going to stay on the outside, or this guy has to split the two routes if he's covering the the uh, boundary third of the field, right, or the field side, or either way. And we're going to put two guys over there, or three guys over there, or run an extra guy late into that area and make somebody make a decision. And that's those cover three beaters that stress those rules. And that's how they beat, that's how they beat those defenses. So they're going to be challenged with that. They just need to clean it up. Um, you know, the thing that's tough about it is it's like, okay, this is year three in Woods's defense, right? So you want to see less of that stuff. And really his defense is predicated on don't give up the big play. Like, mm -hmm. We'll give you the, the short stuff. We're going to make you go on 10, 12 play drives and, and hope that during that 10, 12 play drive, you make a mistake or we make a play. And, and but we can't, we're not going to let anything go over our heads. And when that happens, then what happened happened and they got back in the game because of it, right? Uh, yeah. The defense had played stellar up to that point. So um, I think they'll clean it up. I don't think it's cause for huge concern. But you know you're going to – I mean, they're going to have that every week when you're in zone that much. You're going to get people testing your rules and testing your boundaries and testing decision makers on, you know, find ways to to uh, put guys in places where they have to make split-second decisions like that. So get it cleaned up, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder too, like I've heard other people mention this, like is there something kind of early on with Newsom playing inside and outside where sometimes maybe that's a lot? Like, I think Newsom is a very highly intelligent player, but maybe he's still kind of adjusting to the diff the two sets of rules in his head, you know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the two things. And I think that maybe, maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, that that is, and of course that one, the, the tremble pass, there was only what, 10 players on the field. Like they didn't even have enough guys on the field. So it was like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, 
if that's the only way we're getting beat on defense, I can live with it. Yeah. I'd like to have 11 out there though. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, Newsom playing in the slot has always been kind of a question mark to me. And, and, you know, Quincy Carrier kind of talked me into like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Like I was really kind of against it. Like if you take yeah. a guy that high in the draft and he shows the promise that he shows on the boundary, then leave him on the boundary and you, and, and you should have somebody else. Like you, you would think, right, that like his agent would be up in arms because slot corners get paid like a third of what a boundary corner does. Now, the Browns are asking him to play in both positions, basically. They're asking him to kick in when they go into a true nickel. I guess, uh, and in this makes sense, and it's kind of progressive. And if you notice what Carolina did on Njoku, and it might have been part of the reason he was taken out of the game, is in uh, a guy that uh, John Ellis, who works and covers the Panthers on my show said they're going to match JC Horn up with Njoku. And if you notice, they did a lot. So yeah. he's real physical and he does a pretty good job with tight ends. So same thought process in today's NFL, your star wide receivers are in the slot half the time. So it's kind of progressive thinking to move Newsom in there when he's, you know, so talented. Um, I still would rather have them kind of like have a true nickel guy. That's why I kind of like Sean Jolly to make the roster. And I'm glad that he's around maybe to develop him some into that role. Cause he, you know, it's hard to find those true nickel guys. It was a surprise that they traded Troy Hill. I thought, um, but they are going to roll with Newsom there and we'll see what happens, but he is not like your true nickel guy. I mean, he has the talent of a boundary guy that you're just moving around to adapt to the new NFL, in my opinion. So I, I really, I really think the evolution Marcus Harvey talks about this. I've had this conversation with him uh, a few times about the evolution of corner. And I think you're really spot on, you know, that that's some stuff where it's just, just like, Hey, DPJ was in the slot. Uh, for several yep. snaps. I was looking, you know, I mean, they were, do you move these guys around to try to create mismatches? And I love the idea of being like, you know what? No, <laughs> no, yeah, you're not yeah. going to do that. Like we're, I'm not going to let it off. All right. One more question for you, Brad, and we'll wrap this thing up. Overall, do you feel the same, better, worse than you did this time last week? Better. I feel better. I do. Um, I feel like, well, listen, I was, I'm, I'll be honest. I was really concerned about this game. Like this game, I thought that Carolina was going to present more of a challenge than they actually did. Um, in the end, the Browns defense did a good job on Mayfield. The couple breakdowns we talked about outside of that, though, they basically shut them down the entire game, right? Outside of the four plays or two plays or however you want to break it down, right? Uh, the screenplay to McCaffrey was a, a big hitter, right? But yeah. they should have never let them back in this game. And it was a, other than that, it was a dominating performance with poor quarterback play. So I leave feeling like, okay, clean some things up. You get the Jets and Joe Flacco this week. My goal is to get to like six wins yep. by the time we get to, you know, Watson back or, or seven or whatever you can get to. But six, five, if you're in that area, six would be ideal, I think, as the schedule gets real tough after these first four. Um, 
but they could even do better than that. I mean, if you play ball control, defense, special teams like they did uh, week one, I think you can win more games than that. You can win seven. You can win whatever. But especially, I think that Brissett's play is only <laughs> going to get better, Jacob, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I think he'll get better. So uh, yeah. I feel better about it. I will say that five is my minimum. Uh, I think for them to compete, they got to get to five in the in the first sure. eleven. I think, um, but I thought that I agree with you mainly because we said, "What do we say? How can they win with like?" And of course, like right now, Seattle's winning with Geno Smith, and I, I don't know what's going on over here. But um, you know, how do they win with Brissett in those eleven games? And then yesterday, they literally did exactly what we've talked about. For months, and it was like, yep. like you said, ball control. Don't turn the football over. Play good defense. Play good specials. Uh, please replace your punt returner because I can't go through that that heart attack that is a roller coaster. I love Demetrius Felton. I just don't want him back there fielding kicks. Agreed. Just anything. But Brad, before we sign off, man, make sure everybody can uh, knows where to find everything and all the great stuff that you're doing. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I had a blast here. Good breakdown of the game, and uh, excited about uh, these uh, this season here. Uh, good man, had to get off the snide, man. It's been a long time coming for this opener win, so that feels so good. That one and zero feels so good. You can follow me on Twitter at Ward on Sports. Uh, I write for USA Today Sports Media Group, uh, the Browns Wire, um, and of course, uh, All Eyes on Cleveland. Uh, right there, Blue Wire Podcast. Uh, go check it out where all popular podcasts are found. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of here. Guys, I will see you again tomorrow morning. But as always, until then, go Browns.